Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Romans chapter 8, and we're going to read two verses, verse 8 and verse 9. Romans chapter 8, verse 8 and 9. We're going to be speaking today on keys to walking in the Spirit. Keys to walking in the Spirit. So let's read these verses together. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. I want you to underline the words, but you are not in the flesh, but you are in the Spirit because the Spirit of God dwells in you. One of the keys to walking in the Spirit and, of course, living an overcoming life is learning to approach life in general from a spiritual standpoint rather than the natural. Whatever is facing you, or whatever is facing us, or whatever we uh, or you are facing in life. We need to learn to look at it from a spiritual standpoint, not just from the natural. And I will explain this as we go deeper into the lesson. Our attitude determines the outcome of each and every situation we face. If our attitude is spiritual, we will always come out victorious singing praises to God. But if our approach or attitude is natural, what do I mean by natural? If it's governed by our physical senses or emotions, or even our natural understanding, we will always be defeated in life. Now, I want to give you a couple of scriptural examples in order to explain and simplify what I want to teach you today. A scriptural example of what I'm teaching you in this session is one that is taken from 1 Samuel chapter 17. Unfortunately, we don't have the time to read the whole chapter, but I would like you, as part of your own private study of the Word of God to read and to study 1 Samuel chapter 17. This is the well-known story of David and Goliath. When young David faced Goliath in battle, he was only a teenager. And from a natural standpoint, David was no match for Goliath. 
and he knew that very well. But David, David's approach, though, was not natural, but spiritual. And his weapons were primarily spiritual and not just natural. Now, I say that because we read in 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 45, David said to Goliath the following, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. In other words, David was saying to Goliath, you come against me with natural strength and physical weapons, but I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, and you are no match against him. You see, the word of God admonishes us by teaching us that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or natural, but they are spiritual. Look over in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning with verse 3 to 5. I will read it for you, but make note and read it in your own time. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5, the Apostle Paul said the following, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or natural, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So what the Apostle Paul was saying that even though we are physical beings, we live in this physical body, we do not fight our battles with physical weapons or from the natural standpoint. You see, when King Saul tried to suit up David with his own armor, David refused it by saying, I have not tested these, and then, of course, he took them off. David, because he judged Goliath after the spirit and not after the flesh, he called him an uncircumcised Philistine, meaning that as an uncircumcised man, Goliath, even though a giant, he was still a man without covenant with God and without hope. God was not on his side because he had no covenant with God as opposed to David and all of Israel, of course, who were God's covenant people. David defeated Goliath before he even stepped into the battle because his approach and his attitude was one of the spirit rather than one of the flesh. And we've read in the beginning of the, of the lesson, we've read the verse that says, but you are not in the flesh. You need to say that to yourself every day. But in the Spirit, because the Spirit of God dwells in each and every one who's been born again by the Spirit of God. Now, that's how David won every battle that he fought. He learned in life to approach life from a spiritual standpoint and not just the physical. 
Now, everyone else around David, including the king himself, looked at the giant from the physical, natural standpoint. And as a result, they were terrified. You see, they only saw what the natural eyes saw. They couldn't see any further. They forgot who they were, and they forgot their covenant with God. Even so with us today, unless we learn this valuable lesson, and unless we approach life in general from a spiritual standpoint, we will always find ourselves at the bottom of the pile, always looking up, rather than seeing ourselves seated with Christ in heavenly places, looking down according to the scriptures. Because that's what the word says. To see yourself in the spirit, meaning that you see yourself through the word. To approach life from a spiritual standpoint, it means that we approach life from the word's point of view. And the word says that each one of us is seated with Christ in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So in the natural, or from a natural standpoint, from a physical standpoint, the Bible says we can do nothing by ourselves. We are weak in the flesh and vulnerable. But according to the Bible, we are not in the flesh, but we are in the Spirit, because the Spirit of Christ lives and dwells within every child of God. So what we need to learn in life is to view life with faith in God, faith in His Word. And our attitude should be one that is filled with confidence and great courage as we face the challenges of life. And believe me, we will face crisis. We will face challenges. We will face tests and trials. But our attitude, the way we look at these trials, the way we face them, will determine what the outcome would be. Our approach to sickness and disease, our approach to impossible situations, should be done from a spiritual standpoint rather than the physical. When we look at this natural physical realm and the things that are within this realm, what do we see? And sometimes we need to question ourselves. Like God questioned Jeremiah in the book of Jeremiah in the Old Covenant. He said, Jeremiah, what do you see? We need to train our spiritual senses to see and to hear things in the Spirit. That is the secret of victory. So when you and I look at this natural physical realm, when we look at the things that surround us, what do we really see? Do we only see with our physical eyes? Or do we also see with the eyes of our spirit? Because our spirit man also has a spiritual sight. And that is what Paul prays for the churches. He said, I pray that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. So that tells me that our spirit our understanding also has eyes and we need to be praying that they may be opened so that we may see those things that are not seen in the natural. 
the way we do that is through the Word of God. We need to ask ourselves often, are we governed by our physical senses, our emotions, or are we seeing much more than what our physical senses inform us? Because there is more to what you see in the natural. There is more than what you feel. And we need to be able to see through those things that are not seen with our natural eyes or natural senses. This is something that we need to learn. It, it doesn't come naturally. Because all of our lives we have been trained in the physical. We are prone much more to the physical realm rather than the spiritual realm. And so this takes training, and it doesn't happen overnight. But at some point, we need to learn by training our spiritual senses to look beyond this natural physical realm and see things that they are not, see things they do not appear, and see things as they really are, not as they appear to be. For instance, Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 14 says the following, very important verse of Scripture. Hebrews 5 verse 14. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use or exercise have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. He's talking about the spiritually mature people are the ones who have successfully, by reason of practice or use, have their senses exercised. In other words, he's not just talking about physical senses here. He's talking about spiritual senses. By practice and by use, we have our senses exercised to discern both good and evil. The word discern means to see through things. That's what discerning means. To detect, or another word is to recognize. Another word is to judge things according to the spirit and not according to the flesh. Not according to what appears, but according to the spiritual realm. You see, the spiritual realm is the parent. We talked about this last week. The parent of this physical, natural world. Everything begins in the spirit. It has its origin in the spirit. It manifests in the flesh, in the natural, but the origin is in the spirit realm. So we need to learn to judge things from a spiritual standpoint, including ourselves, and not just from the physical standpoint. This was the secret of David. When David looked at that giant, in the natural, he was huge, but David didn't just see the natural. He saw him as an uncircumcised Philistine, and David saw himself as God's covenant man. And he said to him, you come to me with natural appearances and strength, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. That was the secret. The Word of God says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 16, Therefore, from now on, 
we regard no one according to the flesh. Very interesting verse of scripture. What does it mean to regard? To regard means to know. It means to recognize. In other words, we could read it this way. Therefore, from now on, we know no one or we recognize no one according to the natural appearances. We must recognize and we must know ourselves, first of all, who we are in Christ and who Christ is in us. The word of God says, because we are in Christ, we're not without him. Without him, we can do nothing. But thank God, we're not without him. And he promised that he would never leave us and he would never forsake us. In Christ, we are able. In Christ, all things are possible. In Christ, we are more than conquerors, the word of God says. In him, we are blessed. In Christ, we are redeemed. We are forgiven. We are healed. We are restored. And we are prosperous. That is who we are. And we must get to know ourselves and see ourselves as such before we actually experience this in the natural physical world. And that's where most of us have a problem. We have an inner image of defeat. As long as you see yourself as defeated, as long as you see yourself as poor and weak and fearful, as long as you keep seeing yourself as such, there will be no change coming into your life. You've got to see yourself as the word sees you before you actually experience what the word says you are. You first need to believe who you are before you actually see the results in the physical natural world. Now, let me give you another example taken from Deuteronomy chapter 13, which had a different outcome from the one David had. It was a complete disaster. This, this scriptural example that I'm going to read to you, this incident cost the Israelites a bright and a prosperous future by keeping them out of the promised land, causing them to wander around in the desert until their death. Now, I'm sure you know the story if you're a Bible scholar, but do yourself a favor and read this chapter in Deuteronomy chapter 13. It tells the story of 12 spies going into the promised land to spy the land. Moses sent them. Two of them came back with a faith report. And 10 of them came back with a negative report because they viewed the land and the inhabitants from a natural standpoint. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about the natural versus the spiritual. We're talking about spiritual attitudes. It all depends how you view things, what lens you're looking through. Now listen carefully what they said, and I'm going to be reading from Numbers chapter 13, verse 27 through to 33. This is what they said to the children of Israel when they came back. We went to the land where you sent us. 
It truly flows with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. They even brought back fruit from the land. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. And moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Anak were the, the giants. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quietened the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. You see, Caleb and Joshua viewed the giants from a spiritual standpoint and not from the natural standpoint. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone a spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from the giants. And we were, listen to what they said, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. The way you view yourself is the way your enemies view you. The way you see yourself is the way your enemies will see you. Their approach, the ten spies' approach, was completely from a natural standpoint. They went by what they saw with the physical eyes and with the natural understanding and they completely missed what God intended for them. They saw themselves as grasshoppers. You see, it matters how you see yourself. It matters what your attitude is toward yourself. If you cannot love yourself, how can you love other people? So these folks had an inferiority complex. All of their lives they have been slaves. The slavery mentality was drilled into them for years and years and years. So they could not see themselves as God's covenant people. All they saw is grasshoppers, weak, failures, slaves. And many of us, even though we came out of Egypt, out of the world system, we still view ourselves as inferior, as weak, as fearful, rather than renewing our minds and beginning to see ourselves as children, sons and daughters of the living God. The Bible says that if you are in Christ, you are an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. The word of God says that you are more than a conqueror in Christ. Because the Spirit of God lives within us. So they saw themselves as grasshoppers rather than God's covenant people 
who were promised victory and promised God's supernatural help in conquering their enemies. They didn't believe what God said. And that's what happens when we don't believe the word of God. And we'd rather believe our emotions or we'd rather believe our feelings or we'd rather believe what somebody else said about us or we'd rather believe the doctor's report or somebody else's report over and above the word of God. But one thing is really needed and that is to believe the word of God as the word of God and act upon it. It is the truth, the only truth that matters. So, because they saw themselves as weak, inferior, and they saw the enemy strong and fortified, they were terrified. They were afraid. It makes a difference, as I said, how you view and judge things in life. That is what we're talking about today. One of the keys of being able to walk in the spirit is to view things from a spiritual standpoint rather than the physical natural. And it could mean the difference between life and death, between victory and defeat, success or failure. And you know what? The same principle works against us today if we view ourselves and our challenges, our tests, our trials, our circumstances from the natural physical standpoint rather than the spiritual the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2.15, but he who is spiritual judges all things. What that means is that we are to discern and to judge all things from a spiritual standpoint. And I repeat, because we are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. You need to say that to yourself maybe a number of times every day. Hey, I'm not in the flesh, but I'm in the spirit because the spirit of Christ dwells in me. I am a spiritual person and not just a physical, natural being. I am more than what you see with your physical eyes. I am far stronger on the inside than I am on the outside. Amen. I am much more powerful, much more wise than what I look like. Amen. Hello, Adi. That's who you are. That's who I am in the spirit. In the spirit, we look much, much better than in the natural. Praise the Lord. Now, the life we live, the decisions and choices we make in life, the words that we speak and the works that we do must be inspired, birthed, motivated, and executed from a spiritual base of faith in God and not from that which is selfish and carnal. Another example, when Lot was asked by Abraham to choose the place of his abode because the, the flocks grew and multiplied and the shepherds of Abraham fought with the shepherds of Lot. And because strife came into the midst of them, Abraham asked Lot to choose himself a place where he would go and live and dwell so that they could avoid the strife between them. 
So when Lot was asked by Abraham to choose the place of his livelihood and abode, the word of God said that he chose on the basis of what his physical eyes informed him rather than what the Lord prepared for him. And we read that in Genesis chapter 13 is one more verses of scripture for you to study in your own time. Genesis chapter 13 verses 10 and 11. Let's see what, what the word says. And Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan. And it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as you go toward Zoar. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated from each other. Notice what the scripture says, that Lot chose for himself what his physical senses told him, and not how the Lord would direct him. This is very important. He saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered, but he did not discern the will of God in the matter. One of the characteristics of a truly spiritual person, according to the word of God in Isaiah 11.3, is that he judges not by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. He does not base his decisions on the natural physical senses, but he discerns the will of God in the matter and in the situation. And let me say this, flesh will always cause you to make decisions that are selfish and based on your own carnal desires and not according to the will of God. Did you hear that? Physical senses, your flesh, will always cause you to make decisions that are selfish, based on your own carnal desires, and not according to the will of God. Now, many years ago, and... Um, my brethren from Zimbabwe, even Anna, would remember the time when Zimbabwe gained their independence in 1980. My wife and I were in Zimbabwe at that time with two children. Stephen was not yet born. We ran our own business. We had a circle of friends from the Greek community. And when this happened, everybody around us panicked. They were afraid. They were judging by the physical senses and they were judging by the natural understanding and they were terrified. They would sell their houses, their businesses, next to nothing and they would immigrate. And at that time, my wife got also spooked and she began to be afraid and she said, perhaps it's time for us to move as well. Well, I made a decision when I received Christ as my Lord and Savior that I would not make decisions based on fear or natural circumstances. And I say to her, I would seek the Lord in prayer. And until I hear from God, we're not going to make a move. And sure enough, 
I think I spend about three weeks from day to day just asking the Lord, Lord, show, her, show me your way, show me your will. And God spoke to me from the book of Genesis and he told me exactly what to do. He said, stay in this land and invest in this land. Thank God for the word of God and thank God for the spirit of God. If we had moved in 1980 rather than 1991, 92, we would have lost half of our money. But you see, you need to pray when making decisions and not to base your decisions on what your natural senses or your natural understanding tells you. Seek God until you hear from God. And if you really open before God and seek His face, He will speak to you through His Word. He will speak to you by His Spirit. He will make His will known to you. Because the Word of God says, In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. God knows what is best. Well, thank God that according to the Word of God, we are not in the flesh, as I mentioned to you. We are in the Spirit. And because of it, the Word of God says we are no longer debtors to the flesh to live according to its dictates. But we are debtors to the Spirit to live and walk according to the desires and guidance of the Spirit of God within us. And that's what the Word says in Romans chapter 8. And I'm going to read to you five verses beginning with verse 12 through to 17. This is, this is such a powerful portion of Scripture. Paul says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die, meaning that you will die spiritually. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So remember this as we close our session tonight, this morning. To walk in the Spirit, we need to learn to view things, to judge things after the Spirit and not in the natural. Look at your life. Look at your circumstances. Look at your situation. Look at the challenges you might be facing right now, whether they be spiritual, financial, emotional. Learn to see them from a, from a spiritual standpoint. Find out what the Word of God says about it. Because if you don't know what the Word says, then you cannot take a spiritual standpoint. And then view it that way. Declare it that way. Speak it that way. Believe it that way. Just like David did, and he defeated the Goliath. Amen? This is such an important lesson for us to learn. We are learning, we are training our spiritual senses by practicing. What do you see? Do you see things as they appear or do you see things as they really are? Amen.
How do you view sickness or disease when they come against you? How do you view your tests, your trials? Do you see them as something that they come to overwhelm you? Or as an opportunity for you to exercise your faith and overcome it and give glory to God? It all depends how we view life. Amen? So let me pray with you as we close in prayer. And then we'll open it up for any comments or questions or whatever. But this is such an important lesson to learn, folks. And the Lord has been leading me in the last few weeks to be teaching you on... Last week we talked about the natural versus the spiritual. How do you step out of the natural into the spiritual? Today we're talking about keys to walking in the spirit. And again... If you want my notes, all you need to do is just text me, email me, and I will send you the notes. And you can read it, study it for yourself. And just because you've heard this message once doesn't mean you know it or you got it. You need to go over it again and again and again and again. Because faith comes by hearing, hearing and hearing by the word of God. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious word. And thank you that through your word, we can view life. We can view the circumstances we face. We can view everything and anything from a spiritual standpoint. Because you've given us a bridge how to cross from the natural into the spiritual. And your word, the word of the living God is that bridge. We are forever so grateful for your precious word, dear Lord. Thank you for your spirit that you have sent to lead and guide us into your word, into the truth. Help us and teach us, renew our minds, show us how to view every circumstance, every situation with the lenses of the word rather than from our natural physical standpoint. We ask this in Jesus' name and we thank you for it. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.